Today, the workplace is more dynamic and diverse than it's ever been. Four generations coming together to contribute to our economy's growth. But new challenges in the workplace are growing each and every day. This podcast brings corporate leaders to you, sharing solutions and strategies to enhance your company's culture and bring your people together. Rise Up For You presents its newest podcast series, Workplace Solutions, People Matter. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rise Up For You Workplace Solutions, People Matter podcast. It is such an honor to be here with you today. I am thrilled to bring on our guest, Brian Covey, today because he is an incredible thought leader and he is going to bring a ton of golden nuggets today on leading in the workspace during this time of uncertainty, what it means to be a leader and still take care of yourself, your family, and manage all of your obligations, as well as what it means to show up in today's workspace. Just a little bit more about Brian. He is a highly driven leader and sales professional in the mortgage industry, and he's very passionate about people, leadership development, and leading change. He's the vice president of regional production leader for Loan Depot. He's a member of the Forbes Real Estate Council, and he serves on a number of different committees. He's dedicated to his team, internal and external referral partners, and Loan Depot customers, and he believes that leadership has to start with you. Rise up for you and enjoy this thought-provoking and incredible episode with Brian Covey. Brian, thank you so much for joining us today here on the Workplace Solutions Rise Up For You podcast. It's an honor to have you. Nada, thanks for having me and loved having you on my show last time. So this is cool to kind of continue the conversation on. Absolutely. Glad to have you. I know we're going to have a great conversation. Before we jump in, I want the audience to get to know you a little bit. So tell us about yourself and all the great work that you do in your own words. Yes, I would start first and foremost. So I'm a dad and married my wife almost 20 years coming up. And so we've got three little ones, uh, four and a half, 11. And now I have a teenager, which is crazy (laughs) to believe. Um, I grew up, short version is, I was a soccer player and fortunately successful athlete, played through college, played a little bit of pro ball, and then found myself needing a a real job, like one of those like day-to-day, like what am I going to do? I loved finance, marketing, and those kind of areas came together. And I got into mortgage and finance, and I had friends buying homes. I had a great teacher when I was growing up say, Brian, you know, you need to invest. And he taught me about Warren Buffett and all these things I knew nothing about. And I just fell in love with that side. And then I got into mortgage, and that's where my career has been for almost 20 years. And I started as just an originator, learning how to underwrite credit, you know, help people buy cars, credit cards, you know, all the stuff that you learn. And my career has really evolved in my passion, which is around leadership, building teams, developing cultures, and helping others just achieve their greatness and success while still providing a great service, which I think owning a home in the American dream is still just near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Having a home during quarantine, we've all figured out is um, very important. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about this because, you know, we're going to dive a lot um, into leadership today, but you specifically, in my opinion, are in a very volatile industry right now, right? Yeah. So like it's constantly changing. There's not a lot of consistency from day to day. One day interest rates can be low, they can shoot up and it can really change the dynamic of your team, right? Like the motivation to keep going. Sure. So how we're going to talk about the remote space, but how do you, how do you continuously lead and motivate your team members when the dynamic and the industry is just constantly shifting. 
That's a good question. And this has been, I would say, 2020, the most rapid rate of change. When you think about what you shared is not only do you have interest rate changes, but we had issues that were both regulatory that you had to deal with, issues we didn't control whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And you then stack that on the COVID piece. And you just start stacking about three or four other areas of complexity that much of our team has never seen before. And they've definitely not seen it in that combination. And so what I leaned into was, like, Brian, who are you as a leader? And I need to be true to myself and my style, which my style is I can joke around. I can have fun. I still have that serious side to me. But I love to communicate, I've realized, through video specifically for our team. And then that allows me to communicate to the larger team. So we have about 250 to 300 on our team. When you take the originators, our processors, our underwriters, our closers, marketing, and people that we work with pretty much on a daily basis, for me to get to each and every one of them, I realized probably not realistic. Even on a monthly basis, that's a large amount of people to actually connect with. And so what I've done is invested heavily into the video space, but I'm also reaching out with my leaders on our team, making sure that I'm leading them by example and walking them through how can you lead? Because then what happens is you have the large team and then we break it into small units is the way to think of it. Mm -hmm. So then each team feels very connected to the overall mission, which our group, as large as we are, we're actually part of a 7,000 plus company. So we have to operate. Our culture has a lot of the look and feel of the parent company, but we also need to have our own culture. And that's where I think leadership stands out. And we've created an environment. We're highly competitive. We love to have fun and we love to win and succeed, not just in the scoreboard people see, but I'm always reminding our team, what's our purpose? Why are we really doing what we're doing? And I think we can reconnect people back to that and putting people in homes has never been more important than we are seeing in quarantine. And then we also see that if you're an expert and a professional in your field, what we do really matters. Through this crisis, I believe having people restructure their debts, have their finances in order, could be the most important thing they've ever done. And many have avoided it, and we can provide that guidance. And so I've just leaned in on who am I. And the clearer I become on who I am, and I'm always that constant learner, I'm bringing what I'm learning back to my team on a regular basis. And I think the last thing I would add is I've exposed myself to the team of, I don't know it all, I don't have it all figured out, but I'm inviting you to come on the journey with me. And we're all going to be able to contribute through this. So while I may be ranking wise, you know, the vice president of the team, everybody's allowed to contribute. Everybody has a voice and we all learn and grow together. And, you know, I really love that answer because I think sometimes as leaders, we forget that we constantly have to be growing ourselves as well in order to lead effectively. Right. And sometimes we can get caught in this game of just telling people what to do and you need to change and you need to grow. And then we forgot to turn inward. So your answer is just so appropriate. Like we have to constantly be self-reflecting, have a growth mindset and also lead ourselves so that we can lead our team effectively. hundred percent. It'd be hard. I say it's very hypocritical. If I were to say, Hey guys, you know, we need to do this. Like for example, to be on social media and to be sharing our message to connect with customers. And then if I don't go on there at all, how can I truly be a leader to say, guys, you should do this, but you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to let you guys figure it out and do it. No, I'm going to go along the journey with you. I'm going to do that. While my message and, and my target audience may be a little different, it's really something we've, we've adopted and learned together. I think that's where leaders have to go first in this yeah. area. And then sometimes the leaders can step back and let the team lead other areas, but it's that nice kind of balance back and forth that you just try to find a rhythm to it. 
Absolutely. So one of the things that we're seeing today, you know, talking specifically about the remote workforce is a big part of leadership is coaching and mentoring. Yeah. And a lot of leaders, and I'm sure you're seeing this right now too, is during COVID-19 where we're working remotely, you're able to see which team members work better like intrapersonally by themselves and which ones work better interpersonally with other people around them and they have like a collaborative um, spirit yeah. to them, right? So some team members, their results have skyrocketed because they, they're working remotely, they can focus, and others, their motivation... It has gone down and they're very yeah. reliant on like team members and a workspace to be motivated. So how as a leader are you juggling with like the different dynamics of motivation within your team members to ensure that they're feeling supported, but they're still producing results because at the end of the day, we still need that to happen as well. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, what we've really discovered, I've seen this even today in conversations, we have people really in those probably three camps of you have the ones right now, they figured it out, they've adapted, and, yeah. and they've just moved on. And your point, their results speak for themselves, and they're having record years. And they're like, you know what? This has been good for me. It almost got me out of a routine and a funk that I was in and pushed me to do more, to think bigger than I was before. Great. That group, probably a little more self-motivated, doesn't need as much motivation there, but they need to be recognized and encouraged. And I'm challenging them to share their journey with others. Because I really believe within our team and in any team out there, the people that are doing it today on your team can be the best inspiration for others so that they go, wow, okay, if they're doing it, I can do that in my market. So I've been specific with that group of we're recognizing their successes, but not just the results. We have to be really thoughtful about how we recognize how they got there and the actual oh tactics that came with it. Because while it's one thing to say they've had record numbers, well, well how? It's almost like, how did you get into shape? Like, did you, did you lose the 20 pounds by running? Were you lifting weights? Was it your diet? Like, tell me how, I think we're all curious as to that. So that's that group that I would define as they are really what I'd say early adopters. They've adapted. Now they can inspire others. Then I'm going to go to the group that they're struggling because I'll just, I'll just go to that. Cause I think there's a smaller group, but we need to be aware of that group because they can come in and out of struggle. They may not always be in that, but we have several that I'm noticing just working from home and having kids at home, they're homeschooling. You know, if they're um, trying to figure out the dynamics and balance of being mom, dad, brother, sister, all those things, it may not be easy to work from home. Some of us have a home office. Some of us don't have a home office. And I've seen what you were sharing on is that some people want to get back to an office tomorrow because they need people and energy. Yeah. And they've been around their family so much that they're like, I want a break from my family. I want to go back to the office. In that group, I really think it's important just to have conversations like we've had and to open that door and say, you don't have to call me about work, right? You can reach out as a friend and just let me know how things are going. And I'll tell you a story. One of our top producers, actually her husband's been stationed in Afghanistan. So he is coming back today, which is an incredible for Memorial Day weekend. Couldn't be a better story there. And I know that's a missing component for them is that that's a part of who they are. And to be going through this, without your, your spouse and be someone that's important in your life. We have to be aware of what's happening personally with our team. And as leaders, you can't just look at the results and go, wow, they're doing well. They, they're okay. Maybe not. Maybe they're putting up results and they're overworking themselves. And I've seen that people plow into work, mm -hmm. right? That's a great and, point. You know, that, that's where we've really said is this is going to be a time that you can be very successful, but I don't want you to sacrifice working 12, 15 hour days and lose your health 
lose your sanity and your mental health and, and you just completely let go of everything else. So that'd be kind of the, the opposite ends, but there's this middle group that always exists that they kind of ebb and flow and either way they could go. That's the important group that I found. I've got to be intentional about how I motivate them. Some of them are motivated by stack rankings, recognition, how they're doing. I really think most are most motivated and what really inspires them is knowing they're part of that bigger picture and that purpose. And so what we did as a company, we created this commercial. There's a 30 second and 60 second. It's just talking about the importance of home and reminding people what we do by helping people get in a home during the season has reminded us that it's more important than just the building or the house or the bricks and the wood and all the things together. It's a home where you have safety and security and like a peace of mind to actually really um, connect with, with what's there and important to you. So that middle group is where you have to inspire to the purpose and then encourage them just to do a little bit more than they thought they could have. And that could be where you said that's coaching and training specifically on tactics versus if I just inspire and motivate, but don't give tactics, I've left them high and dry, yeah. right? They feel good for a little bit and they're like, now what? So Long-winded answer to get to, I think you've got to look at those. And that's the way I've perceived it and just listening. And and that would be what what I would encourage others is just to look for those groups and then find how you can engage. And I am shifting every day, every week to just being um, curious and listening because the group's going to tell me how they're feeling and what's going on. And then I need to respond to that and deliver a message. And some of those messages are global to everyone. Some are more targeted to teams or individuals. I mean, you had a you had a lot of really good. Well, I like to call golden nuggets in there that are great takeaways for leaders. And one of the things that you mentioned that I don't think people are thinking about or a lot thinking about is the extreme end of the worker. It's you know when you're in a workspace, you can monitor like how much they're working, right? There's even HR yeah. policies. I'm like, you gotta <laughs> clock out. But now that we're working remotely, there are people that are overworking themselves and they're doing yeah. the opposite of maybe someone that's not as motivated. And and I love that you're fostering like that 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 well-being, right? Even when it's remote, like fostering the well-being of really taking care of your whole self. So not only working, but you got to take care of your health. You got to take care of your mind as well at the same time. Um, I just think that that is so important. And another thing that you said is really about sustainability is the inspiration part. It's like you can inspire, you can motivate, but without the strategy, right? Without those tools, it's just not going to be sustainable. That's it. Yeah, and I learned from um, Stephen Covey's just the whole person theory, you know, the four parts. And so we're trying to make sure not only are we sharing things like, hey, you know, Beachbody.com, for example, they have a free 90-day trial. If you're looking for a home workout, why don't you plug into one of those? And then people are posting healthy recipes and things and sharing that. And then I know a lot of people are sharing. We're going through a book series that a couple of people have really engaged on that. They're going through books together. And I'm just finding, look, find whatever it is for you, but you got to figure out where your outlet and your release is. And I think we can provide that right now. What's really cool is I'm learning more about my team than I ever would have learned, I yeah. believe, in an office setting. And that, to me, is as a leader, like the most fulfilling because now I know more about who they were that they, they might not have shared. I might not have noticed in an office. Absolutely. I want to touch upon, you know, you mentioned this earlier in your introduction, you know, you're a vice president, you're a leader, you have a team that you need to lead. 
but I was on a panel early, earlier this week and we talked about how leaders are also people, right? So you're also have a man, you know, a family that you have to manage, right? You got kids, you got a wife. So for all the leaders out there, how are you dealing and managing, you know, with the fact that you have three kids, you got to take care of your family, you got to take care of yourself. And at the same time, you have hundreds of team members that you also have to take care of. Then you have like the business side of things where you have to make sure that you're able to project what's going to happen in the industry. How are you specifically kind of dealing and managing all of that as a leader? Yeah, look, it's hard. Honestly, it's hard. Uh, there are days that I think, wow, that was a great day. You know, I got a lot of things right. And there are days where you're like, man, that was just, it was like fumbling through and trying to figure out. So I go back to the more you know yourself. And I've had a couple breakthroughs in my life. One was about two years ago. And I actually went on a retreat that was for married businessmen that had kids and that ran businesses that I was able to connect and realize there were other men out there like me that want to be a great husband, want to be a great dad, want to lead a successful team, want to leave this great legacy. And we are highly driven. Many times we're our own worst critics, honestly. Yeah. And what I learned a lot about myself was the physical aspect for me ties so much to the mental. And a tactic for me is I have learned I have to work out early in the mornings or most likely it will not happen, number one. I don't... Um, want to play the game of if I wait until the afternoon, I'm going to go. I hope it will happen. Hope is not a strategy. So my mornings typically right now are filled with either, um, I would say six days a week. I'm pretty pretty regimented on that where I'll get out and I do a workout that I like to have a workout that challenges me and puts me in a discomfortable place, meaning I don't think I'm going to be able to complete this. I want to quit in my mind is saying, Brian, stop. You're, you're tired. You can take a break. I want to break through that barrier early in my day. Because I've realized for myself, if I can overcome that early in the day, whatever conversations, whatever fear I have of making a follow-up phone call, making presentations, making sure that I have that alignment, that has helped give me the confidence during that day. Because I look at it as it's one day at a time. And that was something I took away two years ago was many times I was thinking about a week, a month, a year, five years out. When I got the mindset of I'm going to tackle every day, I'm going to get 1% better every day. And that 1% means I'm going to do some things that make me uncomfortable and that I'm probably afraid to do. That has bled over into a mentality that I think has given me a calmness about how I try to lead our team, not only our team, but then in the house, like being a husband and a dad, I really have found getting that out of the way early just allows me to come in and have energy, right? Like, I mean, I went through a period of my life that I didn't have energy in the afternoon, two, three o'clock. I was going over there. I needed the Red Bull or Monsters and, you know, all the, it's like, yeah. give me a five-hour energy. Well, I realized that that's not sustainable. That's not healthy for me to continually rely on, like, all this coffee and caffeine. So once I realized the workout and eating healthy really allowed me then to be my best at the office and then for my family. The other suggestion I give for leaders is I've done th some things during quarantine that, that maybe I didn't want to do, like, we're walking the dog a whole lot more. We're going up, walking through trails and going and seeing like, you know, waterfalls and stuff. Um, my son and I, my oldest, we're actually going to rent some ATVs, first time he's ever been, and go do something outside that's just fun. There are things, I think, in the families that you want to be able to do that may not be absolutely your favorite, but it's what brings the family together. And I think as a leader, it's an opportunity to, again, lead and to be there.
Yeah, that, that's a great answer and authentic. Thank you for sharing and just like being transparent as a leader. But I mean, I think you're right. I mean, it goes back to kind of what you've been saying this whole time about like taking care of yourself, looking inward and also walking your walk, you know, like you're taking care of your health, you're spending time with your family and you're working and it's, and that that's really success, right? It's that 360 approach that you're modeling for yourself, for your family, for your kids and for your team. This has been a really, really great conversation. Before we end, I want to talk a little bit more about just leadership and presentation right now because, you know, so much of this is being done remotely, you know, uh, meeting with your team, talking on the phone, talking on Zoom. And I'm a huge fan of just like showing up, like 100%, being your best at showing up in all aspects. So not only with your energy, how you treat people, how you speak, but just how you put yourself together, right? And, And how you represent your brand and yourself. So Tell me a little bit about why that's important to you. And I know we talked a little bit off air about the importance. So please share with us. Yeah, I think this has become even more important today is as you look, your brand is really people's perception of you. But it's also mm-hmm. when you allow yourself to be a little bit more vulnerable. And I'm a leader that, you know, at first it was a little different. I had people kind of questioning and wondering, Ryan, why are you posting pictures of, you know, like your family and telling stories and things like that, that maybe would be more private. And I said, that's just who I am. I love my family. Sometimes I wear my heart on my sleeves. It's who I am as a leader. And if, if you're going to be on our team or we're going to do business together or be friends, look, you got to know family is a priority. My faith is a priority in my life. You know, taking care of my health and fitness and those things, those are priorities. And so I'm okay sharing them. And I think many leaders will hold back from that through it. But that's allowed me to build a brand that when people now I have found it attracts the right people into my life that I want to be connected with. And I really will say over the last three years, I'm still learning this part of building my brand of who I am. Right. And one thing I would joke, I was looking at so many pictures of like five years ago, 10 years ago, and I'm in these suits, you know, and trying to dress up the part. And that was really just more of a facade of like dressing up because you want to feel successful. And the more comfortable I've gotten, and I think society has changed, like cultures have changed where like we can wear t-shirts now. We don't have to be dressed up as much. But it almost was a breakthrough for me to realize, Brian, the more real you are, and look, I'm an athlete, right? Playing soccer, we didn't dress up all the time. So it was more comfortable for me to do that. And as I built my brand out, and we started the podcast, right, that you were on, and now I have found putting myself out there has allowed me to connect up in areas and with people I never would have connected with. And that to me is fulfilling, but it's also, it's exciting, And I think those that are looking to build their brand, you just have to start and get clear on who you are. And the more you share along my journey, I've just had more clarity. Even this week, I had a couple breakthroughs that my creativity was flowing and I wrote down some ideas and I said, wow, this is something that I can take action on around my brand and the podcast and some things. So I I would encourage you, that is going to be what attracts the right people in and it also keeps the right people in your life as you continue to grow. Yeah. And, and I really wanted to talk about this because I'm a huge fan of always having a personal brand. And I think sometimes we have the misconception that a personal brand is for like an entrepreneur or someone who is self-employed. And so I love that, you know, you are still working for a corporation, you're a vice president, and you still understand that there's the company brand, right? (laughs) But then every single person, it doesn't matter who you are, you do have a personal brand that reflects who you are, how you show up. 
And even in the professional space, it attracts people to work with you because they see your personal brand. And, you know, you know this, there's a lot of um, mortgage industries out there. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of professionals out there that do the same thing. And it's really the personal brand, you know, that person that gets someone to say, I choose you. (laughs) I'm going to work with you. (laughs) We talk about this is an interesting analogy for people to think about. If you could visualize there's a table set up, right? And there's seats at this table. And it could be 10 seats, 20 seats, whatever your imagination is. But the only way to earn a seat at that table is if your ideal customer and client have actually found you and they will find you typically through social media. Yeah, that's right. So let's just say you're not on social media and you're hoping that they will find you. They go online, which we know people go online to find services now, and you're not showing up. But there's 10 other mortgage professionals that do show up. They're doing educational videos. They're putting their brand out there. They are connecting. Well, guess who's sitting at the table? Those that have built their brand and they're active on social. And so we talked about this with our team is you might actually on a test, like you might go on Jeopardy, you might win because you're the smartest at loan programs. You know how to put together tough scenarios to help people you know, get the right mortgage. But the problem today is if you don't have a seat at that table, you will not even get a chance with that customer to earn their trust in their relationship. So you have to think about how are you going to get in the game and earn your seat at the table? And truly, we've seen the stats through quarantine are ridiculously high. How often the screen time is up, people are on social. And I know for myself, we are making decisions right now for services and products online. And those that show up consistently and I connect with, there is a greater probability they will at least have a chance to earn my business. Now, once we get in the game, it's up to them to deliver. But that's where I would encourage, do not miss this opportunity because it may not show up like this in this type of cycle for many, many years again. Absolutely. You are speaking my language in so many different levels. (laughs) (laughs) It's been really an honor to have you on the show and a really great conversation. We can go for hours more. I'd love to jump into the power section and, and ask you and start with, if there's one thing that you can change or make a shift in the workspace today, what would that be for you? I think getting people more comfortable on video and really connecting through video. So while we're seeing a shift that people are actually doing video calls and they're connecting this way, just for that to become a little bit more comfortable that everybody shows up and contributes and don't sit back. And we have people that don't use their screens and, and that we realize that change is happening with or without us agreeing to it. Mm -hmm. And that video is going to be a way that we all connect going forward as some of society will not want to show up and engage in large group settings anymore. And so to get to all of our customers and to really fulfill what we can do, we've got it. We've got to show up on video and get very comfortable. Absolutely. And if you can leave the world with one golden nugget, we call it one golden nugget, what would that be for you? Be your true self. And I go back to God created all of us with unique gifts and talents. And those unique gifts and talents, your experiences through your life are meant to be experienced. But then I also believe they're meant to be shared with others so you can make an impact. And I would add on Don't ever underestimate the impact of an experience and a moment in life that changed, that helped you, that by sharing that with others, they may have a similar experience or pain that you can help them through a situation. So share those experiences as we're going through this. We're all in this together. 
we're just maybe in different boats and going through little different storms yeah. there. Yeah. But everybody really is going through life and we're human beings meant to experience it and share our journey together. Absolutely. And before we jump into our final question, how do we get a hold of you if, if someone saw this and they just want to connect on LinkedIn or they want to learn more? What's the best way of connecting and contacting? Yeah, so LinkedIn, I'm on there. So Brian Covey. And then Instagram, I spend a lot of time over there. And that's just the Brian Covey. And then you could also go to just www.briancovey.com. Awesome. Thank you. And final question. <laughs> yes. As you know, our company is Rise Up For You. When you hear that phrase, rise up for you, what comes to mind for you? Well, I think raising the bar and the standard and, and rising up to me is, is something that we all must do every day, right? You almost imagine getting out of bed every day. You have to rise up and know that you're going to face challenges and you're going to have battles, but having the mentality that you're going to win. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Brian, for joining us today. Thanks, Anna. Thank you again for joining the Rise Up For You podcast, Workplace Solutions People Matter series. Again, it's always an honor to have you here with us as we speak with incredible thought leaders and professionals in today's workspace in the corporate environment. We're here to serve you. We're here to help you increase your company culture and increase employee engagement and help your professionals get to the next level of success in their career. Thank you again for joining us. Again, if you're new to the Rise Up For You show, if you're new to Rise Up For You, our community, head over to riseupforyou.com because there are a ton of free resources to help support you and your team get to that next level of success and really become your best. Again, riseupforyou.com and you can also find us on LinkedIn and all across social media at Rise Up For You. And lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with your team. Share it with your leaders, share it with your network, because we're all about educating, empowering, and helping you become your best.